perspective. We got the crew, we got the muscle, and you know we have the rule. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, alright. We got the know how, we got control, we got the knowledge, and we tell you how it rolls. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, alright. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, tonight. Hello and welcome to episode 261 of Geek Girls, the Geek Girls podcast supported primarily by patrons. You can find us at patreon.com slash grills. I'm Linda and I'm joined by my co-host, Amber. Hello. And our uh, uh, co-host in training, co-host in potentia, uh, Amy. She is co-owner of Peeper's Puppets. And a well-rounded nerd. Hello! <laughs> so, that's why I have my little puppet pal. <laughs> um, not just being weird for no reason. Um, but, so, our today's topic <laughs> is Anne Bonnie. Um, and we were saying this, or I was saying this before we started kind of recording, is we've tried to do this episode a couple of times and it kept getting pushed back for various reasons, so... I, I don't know. Coist! <laughs> um, <laughs> so what have you been up to, Amber? Well, I went to Vegas, baby! <laughs> uh, and I did a whole week this time. I went for TMS Vegas, but I was helping uh, Brian Ibbett with task mastery things and with the uh, lovely contestants like Amy that I had to uh, film. <laughs> and then we almost got arrested, but that's a story for another show. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, Oops. <laughs> yeah. And then I stayed late. So Rob and I could like, this was our first grown up vacation. Like the first time we've ever gone on a vacation more than like an overnight in Charlotte or something or Asheville. <laughs> um, our kids are big enough that we can just go now and we have mm-hmm. enough money to go so we did that and uh, kind of got to double it with tms vegas and so we stayed a little longer thinking it would be a little more restful it, it, and chill the last couple of days and it, it wasn't there were still people there and things <laughs> to do um, but we saw zombie burlesque that was pretty fun and cool <laughs> that um, sounds so cool it was really funny and the happiest surprise of all for me, because I was a little worried at the beginning, it was just going to be like, just Vegasy, Vegasy, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was my first real Vegas show. Um, but having so much time and experience and friends who do burlesque, uh, I was happily surprised that they really honored the traditions of burlesque. It was comedy, it was vaudeville, they had acrobats, like it was a variety show. And the acts were creative. I mean, the makeup was terrible, but they did have like campy stuff going on where this one woman had a prop hand that she was doing an entire dance act with as if it were a disembodied hand. Please so... tell me someone danced to Zombie Prostitute by no. Voltaire. <laughs> oh, wait. Yes, they did. They had a whole zombie prostitute act, come to think of it. <laughs> but I think it, they used a cover. They didn't use his version. That's why I didn't recognize it right away. Betten, ah. he was a dick to me when I met him. So, uh, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm a little off the whole terror wagon, but yes, they had a zombie prostitute gig um, that with the main host as part of it. So anyway, yeah, that was really good. Um, yeah, just I did a lot of Vegas. Now I'm back to real life. Uh, I had to come back, uh, try to keep the plants alive. The boys were pretty decent about taking care of things. Like, <laughs> and then I left the lids on some seedlings and killed them. Like my second day back. Oops. Oops. <laughs> uh, back to event planning uh, for Juneteenth. And yeah, real life stuff. What Re-entry have you been up stuff. to, Amy? Oh my. Well, also Vegas. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I actually, I have a cousin who lives in New Orleans and is a burlesque clown. Mm. So yeah um i'm i am acquainted with burlesque as well and it's fun it's um you know yeah i got some friends i got some friends who are in the burlesque scene and it's hilarious watching them put together costumes i found they're like late in life i was like they're like i have to i have to put together a costume in a way that it'll rip apart really easy and i'm like fascinating yeah (laughs) it's like the opposite of intuitive sewing clothes right yeah Lots of lots of Velcro, I imagine. Oh, and we should mention <laughs> like we did that. get to hang out with Original Grill, the gin, while we were there. Yes, and that was awesome. It was awesome to see her. And that I, I too stayed over, and I remember somebody on the Frog Pants Discord mentioned how like they were like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are staying even way later." Like this is just too, there's too much Vegas. And for me, it was more about, oh, there's people here I want to hang out with. Yeah. Um, I have, I have a couple of friends who actually live in Vegas. And so after the majority of the frog pants folks left, um, I, you know, I went, I got to hang out with, um, a bunch of people I know, not bunch, but you know, a few people I know that live in Vegas. Um, most recently last night, just to dovetail off the puppet thing um we got to go to experimental puppetry theater or xpt Neat. um at uh the center for puppetry arts here in atlanta and it was great it's they do this every year where the puppeteers sort of apply for it's like a little like you get a small grant basically you make your pitch for a a short 10 to 15 minute piece and then you know they they're accepted or not and then you get a small grant for you know building materials and producing the show essentially and then they put them all together and show them there were i think there were about 11 acts all together and uh yeah it was great there were some really really good ones it's often i call it puppetry for grown-ups because if you call it adult puppetry that makes it sound like (laughs) it's all just fucking right like it's not it's not that i mean some of it is but it doesn't all have to be you know um but at some of it was just really powerful and and moving there was one piece that was all about self-love but then there was also this ridiculous piece where it was these bugs were trying to put on theater for a their queen the praying mantis and this praying mantis puppet was humongous it was like <laughs> This giant, it was gorgeous. This puppet was absolutely gorgeous. And I, yeah, I, it was, I, I, if, if only, if they only even wrote that piece just for an excuse to build that puppet, like that's okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
because that and and it was great within the first 10 seconds of the show this this giant praying mantis shows up holding a martini glass like this giant martini glass in its hand and then makes this big sweeping gesture and slings and the martini goes flying but it's cloth and so it it was really cool i was like oh my god that's awesome and of course it was really funny and i was just like okay you you guys win this piece regardless of how anything else goes just because you got that bit to land because that's awesome um, and then, of course, the praying mantis ends up eating most of the bugs. And it's like, right. a, it's it's very, you know, it was, <laughs> it was a horror show. It was really funny. Um, but yeah, there's poignant pieces and there's funny ones. And there's um, people submit film pieces as well. A lot of people do stop motion animation and stuff. So it's it's really cool. We try and hit XPT whenever we can. And one of these years, especially now that my kids are a little bit older, I think Chuck and I might actually submit and do a piece for XBT. We have not been doing so because it requires like a few months worth of planning and rehearsal. And, you know, it's a commitment to do. Mm-hmm. And it was a thing when I had small kids that I, no, there's no way <laughs> that, you know. Um, but now, you know, my, my kids are 16 and 18, so they're pretty self-sufficient. So mm-hmm. yeah, we probably will do that one of these years. So yeah, that's the most recent thing we did that last night. Well, that's uh, it's interesting actually because um, uh, I I was doing the my first market day yesterday because they they uh, they're on Sundays and yesterday was the the opening weekend. So it's the Smyrna handmade market. So you know I didn't realize that you were in it around Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. Uh, while I was there, someone mentioned that they were going to the the Center for the Puppetry Arts that night, and I guess they were going to XTC X- or XP- XPT. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's letters. Cool. <laughs> they had oh, there were a couple of really cool installation pieces as well. Like there was one where this guy was uh, he was like the manager, and everything was in stark black and white, even down to like his tie looked like it was drawn, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you walked through and he hand, he very sternly handed you a little time card and you had to go through and punch your time card at all these different stations in order to get your paycheck at the end. And, <laughs> and you walked through and they had like these little flowers, but they were made of newsprint and everything was sort of dull and drab and it was meant to be like an office kind of thing. And then you get to the very end and it says, you know, get your paycheck. And there's just this like little, and again, everything's in black and white and, you know, this black drape with like little crumpled up pieces of, you know, newsprint or, you know, book paper and whatnot. And so I just kind of lean over and I saw the sign that said, get your paycheck. And then all of a sudden in the, Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention. There were also like these, these like newsprint flowers up against the backdrop. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this flower, this giant flower starts moving. And I went, I, I screamed. I was like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then of course I laughed because there was a puppeteer there, you know, and like holding out its hand, wanting my time card. And then yeah. it gave me the little, my, my paycheck, which was cool. essentially the, the, 
Yeah, it was it was really neat, but I was like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> so yeah, and meanwhile, my husband and my daughter were in the next room during doing the you know watching the film of the other installation piece, <laughs> and my husband leaned over and said, "Your mom's loud." <laughs> so yeah, Thanks. good times. <laughs> so. For me, like I said, I was doing my first market day, so I had been crocheting as many plushies as I could um, before that, and um, I did pretty well actually. So um, that was a good a good start to the season. I'll go monthly to the uh, handmade market, um, but. Next is Momocon, so I have to get all of my, you know, nerdy stuff up and ready to go. Um, is that a sheep? <laughs> oh, it's a Flareon. Eevee. Not Eevee. <laughs> Flareon. Flareon. And he looks great. I okay. never want to do another Flareon again. There's so much fluff. It took me a week to do the fluff alone. What is the fluff made of? Because it looks really, it's really impressive. So what you do is you take regular yarn and you hook it in like a mm -hmm. latch hook style mm -hmm. until you have as much as you want. And then you brush it. Oh. So you just have to brush it until it does this, which takes a while. But what took the most time was his tail because oh, that's all... <laughs> And it's so soft, but I also like <laughs> by day like three, I was like, I am so done with this. Like I have the right color because it's hard to tell, but his he's actually like more orange than he mm -hmm. looks back here. Um, I have the right colors to make a shiny one because I have two Eevees. I have a regular Eevee and a shiny Eevee to take to Momocon too. And I was like, Oh, maybe I'll have enough time to make a regular and a shiny of each of the evolutions. And I was like, I never want to crochet a Flareon ever again. <laughs> I know when we were having our production You're adorable, meeting. But no. <laughs> she was there combing and combing in the production meeting. The price is going up with the uh, time, yeah. the hours, the hours. Wow. <laughs> the, the longer I have to brush you, the more your price is going up. Um, I have an entire bag. Uh, because when you brush out yarn, some comes out. Sure, yeah. So I have an entire like bag of extra fluff now, which is great. I'll use it for more plushies. But <laughs> I'm also like, I'm you trying to get like, a cotton candy machine and like put because that's what that looks like. It looks yeah. like cotton candy. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm trying because, and maybe this is just a weird thing that that I do. But like when I'm crocheting something. I try to put good energy into it. I'm a big proponent of like karma and like, you know, if you put out good energy, you'll get back good energy. But I was like, whoever gets this doll is just, it's going to be full of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to pieces, but you're full of spite. <laughs> but that's, maybe that's, that's a good selling point for it is like, yeah. Hey, the flames. Flames! Yeah. <laughs> On the back of its tail. Oh, but, but no, like, put all of your anger and frustration and spite into Flareon's tail, and he'll take yeah. care of it for you. 
And he'll just still just waft away, I guess. Right. Yeah. So now that he's finally done, I've moved on to the Jolteon, which is much easier. It's there's no fluff. None of the other EVs have fluff. It's just that one. <laughs> and that's just like Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> but the more you know. Yeah. Um, if you're wondering how much energy goes into making the nice fluffy crochet things, that's what it is. It's a smidgen of, of cursing. Um, <laughs> no, I just imagine person. someone trying to commission it and you're like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure that's what you want? Are you sure? <laughs> Go all ache willow on you and put the bad energy into it. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, I hear that. Because, like, uh, we mentioned uh, before the show got started, I did a puppet show as, like, the lead-in for TMS Live. And we did, like, puppet versions of Brian and Scott. And the Brian puppet? No problem. Easy peasy. Just, you know, drew on his facial hair with a Sharpie. No problem. That Scott puppet was going to be the death of me. (laughs) I could not get anything. He just kept coming out looking like an old man and the more <laughs> you ever work with something and like the more it and it like doesn't look right at all and the more you try to fix it the more you're just like i hate this yeah I hate it and i don't want and so i ended up just throwing it out and starting a new three days before we left for vegas oh my gosh it was um, so good though I, I'm really happy with the end result, but oh no, you didn't see like the one that I threw. I didn't throw it away. I still have the parts, but like, yeah, I kept it for parts. That sounds kind of sounds really gruesome, doesn't it? That's like so on point I, with this show. You have no I literally, I literally yeah. took something out of a, my uh, my selling bin like last night, and I was like, I've had this for two years, and it has not sold, and I took it apart. Hmm. You just, you're like, all right, time to recycle the yarn into something that will sell. So right. it's just, it's just what you have to do. Yep. Sometimes uh, you have to kill your babies. It's true. Uh, I am currently reading um, how to be a, a tutor, someone from the 1500s, not a, a teacher, by Ruth Goodman. Um, it's a delightful book. Uh, Ruth Goodman does a lot of historic uh, living history shows um on like uh the bbc but you can find you can find them all on youtube she's done you know like edwardian farm victorian farm like all these farm shows and she's um basically a historian that like goes into what life was like for normal folks you know because we know a lot about the upper echelons but a lot of the things that Normal folks got up to kind of gotten lost to history. So she's an expert in that. Um, So she's got two books, actually. How to Be a Tutor, which I'm currently reading. It's like a morning to evening day of a normal, like, 15th century person. 14th century? 1500s person. Um, But she also has... You could have said either and I wouldn't have known. (laughs) <laughs> um, she she also has How to Be a Victorian, which is the next one I'm going to read because um, I just bought it. And it's, again, a beginning of the day to end of the day of, like, a normal Victorian, like, middle class, like, 
lower to middle class person. And I'm like, this is cool. this sounds like it's going to be fun. That sounds cool. interesting. Yes. I have a How to uh, Be Canadian book. It's really funny. But <laughs> um, And then I'm attempting to grow some plants. Uh, they have plants that you can buy, I think, from Target for like a dollar. They come in a little cup and you like the seeds are in there and a little growth medium and you're supposed to like you wet the growth medium and it puffs up and then you put the seeds in there. So they've been growing, I hope, for about a week. <laughs> There's the lavender and daisies. The daisies can sprout anywhere between 7 to 21 days. So I've started just staring at it be like, are you sprouting yet? <laughs> but the lavender takes like four to six weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm just like, they're over there in the window with my little spray bottle of water. Every time that it gets dry, I'm just like, live, have water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, Good same. Luck. It'll be fine. I'm not good at plants at all. At all. Uh, I'm trying, though, so... <laughs> we'll see if if they survive. I've been told by friends, though, that if they don't survive, they were a dollar at Target, so don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Anyway, so now that we're caught up, um, <laughs> we'll get into our discussion topic, which is Anne Bonnie. A quick overview. Anne Bonny was born March 8th, 1697 and disappeared April 17, April of 1721. So, and there's different ways to spell her name because spelling was not standardized. <laughs> um, but she was an Irish pirate uh, that operated in the Caribbean and female pirate. Uh, was contemporaries with Mary Reed. Um, also another female pirate. Um, they were born in Ireland, but or she was born in Ireland and moved to London around 1700-ish. Um, and then she married a sailor uh, and assumed his last name and moved with him to Nassau, uh, which Nassau in the Bahamas, if you don't know, was where pirates went to... Hang out. <laughs> that that was like their place, and p everybody knew that Nassau was the place the pirates. Um, <laughs> she uh, met Calico Jack there, who is an actual person. Because I've I've known a couple people that were like, I thought that was a made up person. No, he was, he was real. Um, and she became his partner. And lover, I don't know what happened to her husband. Maybe he didn't care. Maybe she didn't care. I don't know. And <laughs> they were captured in, a, I think it was, yeah, it says they're captured in October of 1720. Um, but she was captured with Calico Jack and Mary Reed. They were all sentenced to death, but uh, Bonnie and Reed uh, pled their bellies, which meant that they they said they were pregnant. And of course... Clutch pearls, you cannot hang a pregnant woman. So their uh, their deaths were stayed. Um, apparently, uh, Mary Reed died of fever in jail. So 
Maybe. Like, <laughs> no idea if she was actually pregnant or not. Although it says that it's likely due to complications from the pregnancy that she had died. But nobody knows what happened to Anne Bonnie. There was a fascinating, and I, <laughs> I, I can't find the link. There was a YouTube video that I came across where they dug and dug and did research into the history. And it was like really profoundly disappointing, actually. Um, a lot of stuff they found about Anne Bonnie because the references are I mean, sparse from back then. And there was this book that was purported to be a history of all these pirates during that time that Mm -hmm. most of it was made up. Uh, Some of it had bits of truth in it. And then there's part where the spellings come in because they're trying to find like actual death records and marriage records and, and, you know, visits to the doctor and find the cemetery plot. And there's all these different spellings and then she was supposed to be this, uh, like her and uh, Mary Reed were lovers, and then they were all with the famous pirate, and then none of them were. And these descriptions of her that don't match this red-haired Irish fireball that has gone down in history that we sing songs about, you know, um, the actual history of it unwound is like, wow, almost none of that. Um she was just... there was someone who was condemned and then went to jail and said because she said she was pregnant but then the disappearance was uh interesting and it looks the, the most detail they could discern was it did seem that the powers that be um eventually probably just said and snuck her out like we have you know we're going to have mercy on this situation and snuck her out and she went off and had this kid and lived her life because the records they found um, that did match up with something else uh, with the burial plot that that did exist um, was much, much later. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because I've heard of this same history. Um, I, when I got into, um, God, come on, brain. The Taiko Wakiti. Oh, uh, the our flag means death. Our flag means death. Like I got super into that for a little bit, and I was like, well, let me look up the actual history of Blackbeard, and this like popped up, and I was like, oh, all of this is made up. <laughs> like a lot of it's made up because he's yeah. in there, and I want I. So. Oh, I found it. Sorry. So things things from things from the sev- like books from the 1700s their names are fantastic. I would like to read to you the entire title of this book. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> A general history of the pirates from their first rise and settlement in the island of Providence to the present time with the remarkable action and adventures of the two female pirates Mary Reed and Anne Bonny. And then it says, contained in the following chapters, and it lists all the chapters. To which is added a short abstract of the statute and civil law in relation to piracy. That wow. is the full title. <laughs> That's a heck of a mouthful when yeah, you're that you know, just why he needed an age, he needed a literary agent. <laughs> <laughs> which is why it's been shortened to a general history of pirates. Because <laughs> it's like, that's too much. It's too much, sir. Right. But yeah, like a lot of his stories. Mm. 
Mr. Mr. Johnson by Captain Johnson. A lot of them are made up. <laughs> I imagine it's kind of hard to get an accurate, uh, like something really verifiable about yeah. that time period and, and pirates in particular, because I mean, you know, They're trying not to get caught. Right. <laughs> and, point. <laughs> and part of that is, a, a, you know, not to say, I mean, of course, everything in The Princess Bride is completely true, obviously. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, seriously, like that, I, I, I realize it's a, it's a fantastical, silly movie, but it's kind of true that a lot of that persona of what we think of as a pirate and a lot of that had to do with fear, right? Because if they were, if they got boarded or something by a, a British naval ship, they're well outgunned and outmanned, mm-hmm. you know? And so they had to <clears throat> rely on some, you know, sort of mythical and larger than life persona to instill fear in people, I would imagine. Yeah. So that's and kind it, of how some of that probably spread, I would think. It is. And a lot more people survived pirate raids than people thought mostly because a lot of the ships that got raided they would be offered a space on the pirate they would be you know you say you can turn to piracy which at that time again i went super in i i get these uh, i get onto tangents and then i just dive into them and the whole um, golden age of piracy the golden stuff. age of piracy yeah. thing at that time if you were working on like a merchant ship it sucked. Like it sucked a lot. And like, you didn't get paid well. Um, you got like abused by the people in power above you. So if you got raided by a pirate ship and they're like, Hey, you get, you know, pretty much a, 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 a you know, a same cut of the, the bounty as everybody else. You know, you just got to come and it was actually a lot better to work on a pirate ship than it was on to, on a regular merchant ship. Sure. And, um, yeah, and a lot of what, you know, the stories and stuff, either the pirates that came up with it themselves and passed it off, or it was just people coming up, the the gentry (laughs) coming up with these fantastical stories of what they thought was was going on. And um, that's actually part, like, Blackbeard was not a great person. Blackbeard was kind of an asshole. But, like, what got him killed was kind of his persona because people were so scared of him that they were like, we got to get rid of this guy. Even Mm -hmm. though, you know, his, he was just kind of a dick. (laughs) Like that was, that was like the worst thing was he was just kind of a dick. And they, they were like, Oh, but he's done all these things. He's killed all these people. And it's like, no, not Mm -hmm. really, but right. That's kind of like that scene in um in Braveheart, right? Where they they all the myth around William Wallace has grown and grown and grown to where you know he shoots fireballs from his ass, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I imagine that that's a lot of the reason why we don't have any real good history, like solid history of these people's lives because a lot of it is folklore and exaggeration and it, you know, it's just passed down from. Yeah. And the people that win write the history, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just like the mm-hmm. books that the other books that Linda's reading. And I mean, this whole 
it blew up the whole golden age of piracy because things were so bad in the cities like london and they were just overcrowded and their funds to help like people would go to the city trying to basically get some kind of assistance but their coffers were empty the government couldn't help them either and people like Anne bonnie i mean that's women had even more limited options like men would it would take a seven-year apprenticeship to even get a job to make something but in the meantime what the hell the women could go like service those guys and why would you not jump on the first pirate ship to like at least know who you're dealing with and uh, expand your horizons and travel and that seems you know kind of to be what happened (laughs) yeah it's, it's also funny because you know we talk about the golden age of piracy a lot of these pirates had very short careers like super short like um again blackbeard had a career of like a year maybe two and it's the same with Anne Bonnie. Like, she moved to Nassau in 1718, and then she got caught in 1720. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, it's a very short career. <laughs> right, yeah. And yet, we have all this... All this, all like, this story. Her. Yeah. Like, and so I'm look, I was looking at, like, you know, what's written down for her early life, and you have to take it all with a grain of salt, because, like, it's all coming from a general history of pirates, mm-hmm. which is half mostly made up, half to mostly made up, and so it's like, oh, she was an illegitimate daughter, and, you know, she went, she moved with her father to London, uh, and she was raised as a boy, Call it, he called her Andy instead of Annie, and I'm like, I don't know how much of this is true. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of that stuff that later was like, you know, that's probably not what happened at all, because people did look at birth records around the time, um, at least where she came from in Cork. Uh, yeah. Before Cork seemed to be legit, because they found some birth records, but like a lot of that stuff is just... It, it's romantic, right, to make all that up. Like, that there was any... The fact we do know that they were sentenced to death, you know, and mm-hmm. that there were women that did live on a ship and she did marry a pirate. Uh, yeah. Calico Jack, who had this big name and who knows what went on with Rackham because that was chaos. But it, it, it's a romantic <laughs> thing to like a pirate queen, like that there were any women at all. You're going to grab onto that and run and make stories with. Um, mm-hmm. I did put in our note links and I'll put it on our, uh, when I post the show <laughs> in our notes, um, mm-hmm. there's like a YouTube kids zone, kids singing like, and Bonnie was a pirate queen. <laughs> oh yeah. I first learned about Anne Bonnie when I, I ate at the pirate house in Savannah, Georgia, which if you've never been there. It's pretty good. They have pretty mm-hmm. good fried chicken and whatnot. But the the fun part of the fire of the pirate house is if you have kids, that you can do a little tour, and it's literally a house where they used to smuggle rum and booze mm-hmm. through, you know, and you can you can go and see where those tunnels were and stuff like that. And the servers and the the hosts and whatnot there had stories about about Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed, and and so that was when I first even heard of her. Uh, and again. This is for kids, you know, <laughs> oh, that's, and so it sounds, it sounds fun and fantastical. 
and that's what it all is and you're, you're right like uh, her early life reads like an episode of uh real housewives or something yeah it's very... <laughs> how could she possibly have turned out this way this is stories they make up about women today still <laughs> right yeah yeah and again uh speaking of pirate queen i i uh, we were talking about this before episode started my favorite pirate queen lived 200 years before Anne Bonnie, Grace O'Malley. Another Irish pirate. A lot of <laughs> Irish women pirates. <laughs> but she was cool because she, she had like a, like, she has a whole, like, we could do a whole episode on her, um, of like, her shenanigans because like, she had a husband, the husband got killed by a rival clan, she went and took back the castle, and then turned to piracy, and then met Queen Elizabeth I. It's, it's, I'm surprised, I mean, I'm sure there's a movie somewhere, but I'm surprised they haven't done, like, a modern movie of Grace O'Malley. I feel like we should have <laughs> covered her, um, <laughs> instead of Anne Bonnie, and maybe, well, maybe we wouldn't have been cursed, because <laughs> There's actually history there where she got this lordship and stuff and, um, you know, stuff is named. There, there's actually history enough there because she was given a lordship or something. Um, but it's yeah, not just she, all made up as in Bonnie's story turned out to be when I dug in. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, we don't even know if the claims that they dressed as men are true either. And they could have been because... You know, Mary Mary Reed and Anne Bonny—they're kind of like they go hand in hand because they sailed on the together for a mm -hmm. while. But it's like you know, it's claimed that to. But they have those in. like drawings, like the etchings yeah. that were done to them, and there's like <laughs> wearing men's clothing and but being with a no pirates. Like... Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like they, they wouldn't do that. It's just that's uncomfortable. This armor has no practical value. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, man. I just don't know. I, I, I uh, yeah. like a lot of it, a lot of what you can find about her is uh, seems to be, you know, very suspect, and mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it's probably very apocryphal. Probably. Like I mean, there's the the one, like there's. A lady, apparently, that uh, was a, a victim of the pirates. I don't know what that means. Did they raid her ship? Or I don't know. This is Dorothy Thomas. Left a description of Reed and Bonnie. They wore men's jackets and long trousers and handkerchiefs tied around their heads. And each of them had a machete and a pistol in their hands. And they cursed and swore at the men to murder her. Dorothy oh, that was, that was stuff from the trial, I believe. Virginia was yeah. someone that when they finally got uh, Rickard, uh, when they were ashore and they mm -hmm. were cornered and everybody was drunk except yeah. the women and they fought for a little while and they took him away, uh, just... this woman gave that testimony. So yeah, it's just This is a little tacked on at the end. Thomas also recorded that she knew they were women from the largeness of their breasts. Thanks. Okay. Sure. <laughs> we can always tell. We can the... always tell. <laughs> I, I made a dumb face there. For, I, for those of you who are just listening. I, I just don't. I, I, don't face. I can't so, tell how much of it is like 
baked in whatever was going on with the social norms or if that was and there was so yeah. much going on i mean the whole privateering and and issuing marks to like go giving some merchants basically permission to like privateers you have permission to go take this other yeah, ship it's, and it's, all their shit and then yeah, the privateers they kind of were started funny piracy by mistake like Wait, why would we do this for you? <laughs> yeah, there. So the privateer thing is like, if you're an English privateer, you leave all the English ships alone and go mess with the Spanish or the French if we're mad at them. Mm. But you know, if we're not mad at them, you can't mess with them. But uh, let's hope that that writ gets to you quickly, even though you're on at sea. So it might take a couple months. So. You might have accidentally done that when we're not mad at them, even though we were mad at them when you last. Tur- it, that's why a lot of them were like, "Screw this! Screw this! Everybody's fair games." <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's just like, all okay, drink Clarence I'm- Roberts. This whole thing. And- yeah. <laughs> like I give up. Yeah, one of my my husband's favorite books is uh, Master and Commander, or you know, the whole series of Master and Commander, and. Um, so if you've never seen that movie, it's really worth watching, um, as far as like nautical that, you know, that kind of time period, um, naval stuff. Um, and it's really interesting. Like, you know, they kind of, they, they went to great lengths to show what life was like on one of those ships. And, but, you know, again, that was the British Navy. Yeah. So, um, you know, so we have records, we have captain's logs of those <laughs> um, yeah but and yeah the closest, the closest anybody can figure about when she may have died is there's one burial list of an Anne Bonny uh in December of 1733 but there's also speculation that she got out of prison and went to South Carolina and died in 1782 which is a really long gap of time. Yeah. 3382. Not well, sure. She actually had the I, child, right? Like she when she claimed to be pregnant, she actually gave birth in prison, right? Or did I read that wrong? There's... I think that was uh Mary Reed. Oh. Or they like they think complications of that was why Mary Reed passed away. But there's no like there's there's no real knowledge or anything written about her child, about Anne Bonny's child, if she even was pregnant. There's... Because back back then it was just very easy for a woman to be like, I can't die, I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, the debunker uh, guy I found on YouTube did a lot of deep dive and found some actual records where it looks like he found that termination of... Uh, or I believe it was a son um, records of that and the town mm-hmm. they lived in. Not really anything would happen to him, but where she ended up in that she did have a son, there was record. Mm. So really interesting. Actually, there's an article I just found in the bibliography for the YouTube where it's, or for Wiki. A 22-year-old YouTuber may have solved Anne Bonny Pirate Mystery 300 years after trial. And that's a post and courier record, so I'm also going to put that in our notes. Because that's cool. 
And then the just the amount of times that we have so little to go off of in actual historical record, but the amount of times that that she's been portrayed in pop culture is just hilarious. And it seems like that's a thing. Like the less you know about a historical figure, the more the more is there for fantasy to kind of take over and just like you you put character into that it's the same thing with that happened with um uh vlad tepes like vlad the impaler Mm -hmm. like we don't we know some we know some things and we know more about him than we do about Anne bonnie um but like there's been just a whole bunch of just story and myth that's been put into that particular historical figure Okay, here I found the article I'm posting from the Post and Courier. Um, this is the same documents that were mentioned in the video that I talked about that I watched. Because he found a ledger for deaths in St. Catherine's Parish in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second column, Anne Bonnie buried December 29th, 1733. So it was like the first real actual document that she died there (laughs) instead of all these other adventures she had in the imaginations of of writers. In the imaginations of Captain Johnson. And it's like the same (laughs) town um, where Mary Reed was buried. Okay. So I mean, I I can see. Same place as the trial. I could see that being an, uh, an Occam's razor. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> the same town, yeah. same place. Um, the only I... difference was that, like, no E at the end of Anne. And people had been taking that. The General History of Pirates book from 1724 was the one I talked to before that was just like, everyone took that as like, because it was all they had. For all mm-hmm. those stories for the longest time, and so much of it turned out to be crap. And a lot what of the I stuff find... we know is the Pirate Queen story uh, of the two of them is is from that. That's what I find the most to. hilarious is this writer at least knew his audience because Mary Reed and Anne Bonnie got top billing because he knew Lady Pirates would get people to buy the book. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All those other pirates, that was so many of them, but lady pirates. Lady pirates. <laughs> lady and he got pirates. to mention, like, you know, <laughs> some of the famous, like, Rackaman and stuff that people did know. Yeah. Marketing of its oh, time. God. And his book title wasn't quite as long as those other, that other one. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy how long that, but I mean... I think a lot of books did that back then. They, yeah, they had, like, I, I, I need to. Title. I'm going to look it up really quick. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, there it is. So, <laughs> you know the uh, the it's about you know seven, seven, uh, 1693. So a little further uh, further back, Cotton Mather wrote a book about uh, the Salem witch trials, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. The Wonders of the Invisible World being an account of the trials of several witches lastly executed in New England and of several remarkable curiosities there occurring. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we all 
ever seen like, like that kind of printing press? <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, like the on the cover of a book, like they had to emboss that, and you know, like that was a lot of work. It was a lot of words. You'd think oh, that the physicality would have driven them to be more succinct. Yeah, you would think. You would think, right? Oh, you stew bitch. I didn't even know that. Captain Charles Johnson, who wrote the history of the pirates, is a pseudonym. They don't know who the author is. (laughs) It's an unknown author who used the name Captain Charles Johnson. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so, (laughs) whole episode, your mileage may vary. About <laughs> what you find out about Anne Bonny. <laughs> this I, I think the 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 moral of this episode is don't trust everything you read from the 1700s. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially about women who you know, especially about to, women. Like, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so. I I actually find that interesting that it was written by someone with a pseudonym because that maybe suggests it might have been possibly, a pirate. <laughs> it possibly might have been written by a pirate or by a woman. Yeah. Because they know, you know, they're not going to get published under under their own name. And so they assume a man's name and then it'll get published. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but again, like that's just supposition. We have no idea. There's, there's no way to know. Oh my god! I just, I just looked up uh, Mary Reed. This is how you know that a lot of the early life stuff is made up. Mary Reed, also born out of wedlock, also had to be disguised as a son, uh, uh, going under the name Mark, dressed as a boy. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so they just made all this up. Like, <laughs> just made it up. It's, it's all made up, and the points don't matter. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, I think maybe they, it's possible that bits of that are true for yeah. each of the women, but we, like, you know what I mean? And they, you just couldn't have given thought. them different start, you couldn't have given them different backstories. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> right. So, right. I will to sum up steal something from the end of this post and courier article <laughs> it's a <really> interesting <laughs> quote from the person who did this debunk file um that i i watched and said uh do we really want to do this show it's all a uh, lie um <laughs> but uh <clears throat> ironically he said the pirate show black sales has an excellent quote about this it comes in a scene where the character reed asks calico jack whether a story about Long John Silver is true. Jack's <laughs> response is written in the show by the show's scriptwriters. As time extends, it matters less and less. The stories we want to believe, those are the ones that survive. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Fair. I say that's fair. <laughs> so Alright, everybody. <laughs> Remember, you can chime in by emailing us at geekgirls at gmail.com or you can tweet us at geekgirls. Let us know if, you know, if you think any of that story is true about Anne Bonnie, you know? 
I mean, we know that she got tried as a pirate. That is the record that we have. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's really yeah. most that's what we got. <laughs> so what are what are y'all most anticipating coming up? Amber? Uh tomorrow is my niece Ella's birthday. I'll probably get this episode out tomorrow. So then it'll be today. But <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I am uh getting her another subscription to Universal Yums, which she and my sister have it turned out to be like the perfect present and now it's going to be like the thing I do all the time. They uh, actually read all the little uh, pamphlets. If, if none of you have ever gotten universal yums, you get snacks from like different parts of the world, but you also get little like recipes and information about that culture and stuff and, and they love it. Uh, so I'm really excited to, to get that for her again and, be able to hear from them more often as they I'm writing this down because that's fantastic. I'm always looking for cool like gift ideas for people and that's and with some of their tears they just added like some kind of like toys from the region that you can play with. Yeah. I I I had no idea. I was just like I'll send them weird snacks, it'll be fun. And then they called me and my sister's like and my sister is somebody who, I mean, she's anti-reading. I mean, she's never read anything she wasn't assigned hates it. And she was like, I actually read the whole booklet. Like, and, it was so- <laughs> <laughs> and they had that time together. So, yeah, um, unboxing is uh, <laughs> the way for even not nerds. <laughs> it hurts my heart a little bit like that somebody's like really like I get it some people you know it's like oh it's a chore it's an assignment it's yeah. a thing I associate with mean teachers in school and stuff like that I get it but oh I just love I love books and I love reading yeah. and mm-hmm. not everyone so I, loves books. I'm sad for people who don't have that escape but but I'm glad for them that they have you and have you know universal yums which i've now written down which is awesome that's it's so cool. nifty and i can i'll send you a i can send you a referral and it oh, gives yeah. you like five dollars i think me five dollars yeah. and then you'll get a kickback too that's sure awesome. yeah. share it i mean it's great i love it i have found stuff there uh, my sister told me about and found it on amazon ordered it myself like these gingerbread sticks dipped in chocolate she would think are really weird, but they're amazing. And I got a box and I like started taking them everywhere I go and sharing with everybody. So cool. Never know. It's like having Zoe show up right from the UK with weird shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that snack table. Mm. Right. So good. I, love, um, I love UK chocolates and sweets. <laughs> yummy. Uh, I'm waiting on uh, Anna. Uh, my friend Lori's daughter, and I mean, Anna's my friend too. Uh, she's about to have a baby like any time. Oh my gosh, like Saturday night. She was, Lori couldn't come to the fire because uh, any time now. Um, <laughs> so waiting anxiously. And uh, now that I have my computer back, I'm probably going to record an audition for Everly Heights. Uh, it's a new Bill Meeks project that I have the slides for. So, <laughs> cool, cool. So, what are you most anticipating coming up, Amy? 
Well, tomorrow I'm actually starting a new puppet building class and I'm really excited about that. And I have all the supplies over in the corner. It was again, through the center for puppetry arts, their distance learning uh, program. They're doing a, like a weekly zoom class and it starts tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. Also my 10th anniversary is this week on yay, Thursday. Yay. <laughs> Um, I actually, I got, I got a bonus at work that I was not, I was completely not expecting. So I decided to take half of that and buy us a pottery wheel. Ooh. Nice. Our anniversary. And <laughs> if you've ever wanted to see like a grown ass man be giddy, like a little kid on Christmas morning, <laughs> go to my TikTok and you'll see Chuck just... <laughs> So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Um I've got Momocon coming up at the end of May. So like I said, I'm doing all the crocheting. (laughs) Um I'm hopeful that I can get, like I said, at least one of every evolution done. I've got what two and a half, three weeks. Blah blah blah. Um, blah. blah. Uh, but we'll see. Um, I may end up just doing a bunch of smaller things like baby dragons and octopuses. Octopuses are very fast. I can do those in about two hours if I dawdle. So it might be more worth my time just to make a bunch of those because those sell really well. Everybody comes up and it's just like, yee, and like sprunging the little <laughs> legs. Um, and, uh, oh, I, for- oh, I forgot I have a LARP coming up this weekend. Oh, good. Yep, that's good. I reminded myself. Hooray, I've got gardens <laughs> coming up this weekend, so I have to pack for that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine forever. Um. <laughs> It's only Monday. Fine. You're good. Fine. Oh, um, and I did, uh, I remembered, there's one more book by Ruth Goodman that I'm going to try and find. I tried to find it this past week, um, but it's How to Behave Badly in Elizabethan England. Oh. So uh, I've heard of that book, but never read it, so. I want to get it. I want to (laughs) see. I want it. But I I couldn't find it at the uh, store that they said it was at. But the lady was super nice. She was like going around the whole like world history section with me, like going through each book, looking for it. Um, so I was, you know, I was like, I bought something anyway, even though it wasn't the book I wanted. I was just like, I'm going to buy this instead because you were very nice <laughs> and spend a lot of time trying to help me. <laughs> me on, on free comic book day, spending it, buying a $50 book. Uh. <laughs> so. That's what's coming up for me. Uh, okay. cool. Are all of my things clean? I don't know. Might have to do laundry. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, folks, you can always come watch us record live at twitch.tv slash geekgrills on most Monday evenings. Our next one will be May 15th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be doing a little bit of retrospective on the last seven years. And considering our futures, uh, we have... Plans, not solid plan stuff happening right now. But I also want to give you a heads up because our at the end of the month on the 29th, we're going to have 
our book club episode, so you still have time to read The Parable of the Sower by Octavia E. Butler. And check that out. There's a Kindle edition for $11.99. You can find it in your local library. And we look forward to talking uh, about it, the three of us, and then hopefully with you. If you have anything to add, please email us or tweet us. And I believe that will be Amy's first, like, main host as our new co-host. Yeah, we'll give that a shot and see how that goes. That'll be fun. Be so great. So in addition to the subs and bits we get on Twitch, we're supported by our amazing patrons, the greatest grill friends on the internet. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash grills. And don't forget, if you have Amazon Prime, you can sub to us for free every month on Twitch. And another way to show your support is by leaving us a review. You can do so on any of your podcast catchers. You can check out what topics we're going to do in the next month on our schedule below on our Twitch page. If you're a patron, you can suggest a topic for us. We will do it, and we would love to hear your ideas. So where can we find you on the interwebs? Easiest thing with me is just go to 9of12.com. That's N-I-N-E-O-F-1-2 dot com. It'll point you to my projects. Cool. So for me, um, I'm Red Fraggle 3 just about everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, also, if you want to check out my side business, peeperspuppets.com, please feel free to do that. And you can find me on Instagram under the name madcap underscore misc. That's M-I-S-C. You can check out my website at madcapm.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good game. GG. GG. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a little 